You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Direct from the garden at the Moyers household, it's the Take Him With You podcast. Episode number 264 for March the 22nd or 23rd, 23rd, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Stick around. We'll be uh, sharing from our garden. Should be fun. Everybody, today we're on the on, not on the road, but we're out in the yard. Here's my dog. Hi, dog. She won't say anything to you though. Jade doesn't talk, not normally. But she wants us to throw the ball. Anyway, I'm out here with my wife in the garden. That's the sound of the plastic uh, in the garden over the top of one of the raised beds. Um. So, what's the deal, dear? What are you doing? What's the deal? I'm um, making a walking path in between our raised beds so that I don't have to weed eat all the time or mow all the time in between them. Okay. And what are you making it out of? Well, it's kind of redneck sounding by making it out of composition shingles because the rock costs too much for right now. (laughs) I'm going to go get the windscreen because it started to get a little windy. But we'll be back in a minute with more of the Taken With You podcast in the yard. The yard version. Garden version. So I got the windscreen on here. I don't know if it's going to help any, but we'll see. <coughs> anyway, so um, welcome to the podcast. It's a little bit different for us, but you know what? We're killing two birds with one stone here. We have a lot going on this weekend, and um, we didn't get to do our podcast yesterday like we wanted to. But uh, yeah, here we are, and... I thought we were going to go into the backyard where it's quieter. Okay, we can do that. I, I told Rick, I said, hey, it's sunny. Not real warm, but it's sunny. Um, I'll see you when it gets dark. So he came out to find me. Yeah, she didn't want to have, uh, she didn't want me to, she didn't want to come into the studio. So we decided to bring the portable recording device and use the same mic she uses on the podcast. Um, Usually... In March, we have quite a bit of rain. By the way, we're walking to the backyard right now. But we had more rain in the first two weeks of March than we typically have in the whole month. Watch your head. I had to duck underneath the the cord that we have coming out of one of the windows into the greenhouse for the fan. So here we are in the backyard, everybody. Look at it. Isn't it cool? Nobody can see it. Right now, I think that's a little overgrown to be burning. Oh, I think it'll be fine. I don't know about that. So, so she wants to burn this pile of brush in the back, I'm take out this so that we can reclaim some bricks and make a new fire pit uh, for the summer. So we're actually in the back, and as soon as we get, uh, I think really she pull some of that off of there so we can feed it into it, because I don't want to have a problem on her hands. I think it'll just go off, obviously, but I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. So we're going to rearrange it here. 
Or she's rearranging it. I have a microphone in my hand. It's kind of convenient. Thank you, dear. I noticed that you have uh, a bunch of old tires in our backyard. Yep. And they're all filled with dirt. What did you do? They're filled with dirt and, and um, ashes, wood ashes, um, to grow potatoes. And I have, so far I have two kinds of potatoes growing, or hopefully growing soon. Um, I have yellowfin potatoes. And then I have a couple of of white potatoes and I can't remember the name of them but my my um daughter-in-law's mother had bought some organic potatoes she said they were really good they're nice looking potatoes and they are organic so they should sprout well we'll see I guess yeah, yeah. Okay. so no no so you know get this stuff off the side but careful though there's briars well, there I, a little bit, right? I do I do I, I care we don't want our yard to light on fire trust me once we get this going, we'll talk about how our week went. And then our subject today is apropos for the, for the setting. We're going to talk about the parallels of preparing soil to have growth in our lives versus, uh, well, yeah, I guess I just said it, didn't I? Anyway, in order to have a good garden and lots of things grow, because if you've looked at any of our Facebook pages, you know that Amy is a really good gardener, and I take pictures of the things that we plant. I buy the bulbs. And then she plants them. Uh, anyway, we're going to uh, talk about um, our own lives. Sometimes we can feel like we haven't really uh, been growing very much. And some of, there's, re there's ways to cultivate that. <laughs> Get it? Cultivate that? Uh -huh. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. And it's parallel with gardening. So uh, stick around. We're going to light the fire here in a second. And we'll, we'll let you watch that or listen to that. Hold on. Okay, we're back. She's pouring the fuel on it I think we better be you better get your ball out of there the dog threw the ball in the fire pit get it get the ball come on over here over here and we have a we have a uh, we do have a, a hose right next to us just in case it's all hooked up and ready to go just in case now be careful when you light that you want me to light it all right here she goes she has the matches in her hand Oh, I hope this doesn't burn your eyebrows off. Well, so far... So far it hasn't. It hasn't lit anything other than the match. It's gonna Maybe you should light a piece of paper or something and then put it in there. Yeah, I don't think this is the flare-up kind of stuff. I think it's tiki torch oil. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Well, there's our problem right there. So she's going to need to find something to light first. Probably won't flare up. There we go. Okay, now she's got to get out of the way. Okay, so we've lit the fire, and it's already... Woo! Hear that? This is unique. Take him with you. Uh, you're it the one who want to do this. It only takes us far oh, please. to get the fire I was thinking going. about, I'm on fire! And soon all those yeah. around can walk Okay, that's corny. That's what I'm saying. So the fire is going. Uh, does we just sit here and watch it? Ah, uh, there we go. So she's getting rid of a bunch of the. We should have saved some of this wood for the fire pit. Yeah, I saw that. Do you want to put that other stuff on there now? All right. So this is probably really boring for you to listen to. So we'll be back to talk about our week. Hold on. Well. 
are sitting here with a little bit of smoke, not much flame, and I think we may be giving up because it, the brush has just been sitting here in the rain for so long. It's pretty wet. But it is a beautiful day here in the Northwest. Yeah, it is beautiful. And when I'm done with the recording the podcast while Rick edits and, and puts it up, I will be playing in the dirt, a.k.a. weeding. You can hear our dog panting in the background. She likes it when we sit out in the yard. She likes it when we're out in the yard, period, because I'll that means we're throwing the ball for her constantly. Sorry. Right, Jade? She doesn't answer. She looks at me in pants. <coughs> pants. So uh, what would you do this week, dear? Well, it rained most of the week, and I worked and worked. What did you do? What? You did more than that. Did I? What did I do? Oh, I tried to donate blood at the Red Cross this week, but they told me I couldn't. Why do you donate blood? Because I can't do it. I would freak out. I would pass out, fall on the ground. Well, when I had our first child, I found out I was O negative later out. Well, it's a rare type of blood. Um, Not very many people have it. But the amazing thing about it is that I can be the universal donor now i can't i can only get blood from other o negatives but i can give my blood to anybody so my blood can save anybody's life which is kind of a cool thing so it's universal huh yeah i think since i've been trying to get the dog to give me your since i've been donating blood um i've donated about two gallons and it saved over 40 lives Wow. Gross. Don't tell me how many gallons. Gross. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I get all weak when I talk about blood. What was it the other day that <coughs> you and Catherine heard about some geeky thing? And it was a, 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 a make-believe book about Amish vampire something. What was that thing? It was so funny. The books they, you shouldn't read or something like that. Books you shouldn't. books of all time. Amish vampires from space. And and they looked and mom would read that. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You threw a birthday party? I did. I almost forgot about that. I barely threw a birthday party, but you know what you do for your kids? Our our oldest son asked me to throw a birthday party for his wife on a day I worked. So Well, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah, but um, so I put, um, and you were working too, so I put chicken breast in the crock pot with some uh, uh, taco taco seasoning before I went to work. And then I came home and hurriedly swept and set the table and made salad stuff. And we had like a taco salad with chicken and all kinds of good stuff. I stopped off at the store and got some fresh cilantro to put it with it and... I think everyone liked it. I actually even liked it, which is saying something. Because you don't really like Mexican food. Well, I do the bad for you Mexican food. What? Like what? Like the greasy ones with the deep fried tortilla shells and cheese with beans and lard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did two kinds of beans. I did kidney beans and I did um, black beans. Oh, and this is why I got rejected at the butt. Um, 
the Red Cross drive because they took my my iron levels and I was low. And so I read that kidney beans are good for your iron. So I opened a can of kidney beans for the salad. That's kind of weird. Well, I don't know why <laughs> they are. And, well, dark greens are good, too. I had cilantro and spinach. Those kind of things are good for you for iron levels. And to have vitamin C. And I learned this clear back when our kids were little. If their iron was low, that they're supposed to... Takes vitamin C to absorb the iron. Uh. Yeah. So I've been trying to have more vitamin C too. So um, you kind of the last couple of days have been fighting a bit of a cold. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Thanks. Yeah. So I'm trying not to kiss you much. Oh, bummer. <laughs> and he breathed on me all night. So I got up this morning and took some airborne. <laughs> I made lots of tea with with raw honey in it. I had a really busy week, though. I got to go to an elementary school and film their after-school program for the YMCA. That was pretty fun. And it turned out the footage turned out great. And then I edited. Uh, remember when we talked about going to um, record the little basketball players? Mm -hmm. I got that put together, so I'll see what they think of that. I turned that in. And then I had... Um, Several other things this week I've been busy. You turned in the rough draft. Yeah. For the... For the basketball part. Mm -hmm. The other one's just the footage. I had to put that together this week. And, uh, yeah, so it's been really busy and crazy, and I guess that's good. I'm transferring... I've got a camera that was given to us. That's an older camera, but I think I can use... It still has tape. Mm -hmm. You know, most of the cameras nowadays are hard drive cameras, or, or yeah. you put a memory stick in them. A video camera and uh, this in particular still uses dv digital videotape and so it takes real time to put it onto the computer it's kind of a hassle but it is a um h hd video camera though correct correct so we'll be able to use it for weddings or concerts or things like that so it may it might be nice for like weddings that you can just set it up on a tripod and let it go yeah and then, you know, use some... Let it go, let it go. Oh. I, I want to I get that movie. Nah. Or at least rent it again. Everybody loves Frozen so much. I thought it was a good movie, but people are going a little bit too ape over it. Well, I think it's one of the best Disney movies they put out for a while, though. How random is this? I, I, you're the one that started randomly singing. Wow. <laughs> um, Catherine and I went and saw a movie yesterday while you were working on your projects. Yep, um, you, did. you went and saw that. We went and saw Divergent. So you have to put it. You have to physically go like this. Hello, now you can hear me. Oh, you can hear you across the room. I'm not in a room. Well, across the yard. So you guys went to Divergent. Yeah. Um, the movie. We went and saw the movie, both of us. Well, Catherine had read the book. I listened to it. Um, while I was working and it, the, I thought the book was rather interesting. Of course, the book's always better than the movie. It's, it's a rarity, but there were a few things Catherine and I were talking about that they actually cleared up in the movie that were a little bit vague in the book, I thought. Um, so I, I thought they did overall a pretty good job on it. So this is a, is this a, going to be a, uh, trilogy? Well, 
Um, I know that there are at least two other books because I have the the audio series on hold at the library. Um, they have a a surgeon, a surgeon, and uh, there's another one too. There's at least three books in this series. And is it sci-fi or fantasy or medieval? What is it? Um, I would probably classify it sci-fi but it's not sci-fi as in aliens and spaceships it's sci-fi as in just kind of future earth like post-apocalyptic yeah it's supposed to be set a hundred years after like a global after the hunger hunger games um no it's not the same author not the same series but it's supposed to be similar supposed to be set 100 years after a a big like world war nuclear event kind of thing all right and the government was set up so that there's five different kind of um clans i guess you would call them so we have clams it's clam season right no now. clans um and they're based you're, you're supposed to when you get to be about a senior in high school around that time around 18 you take this test and the test is supposed to tell you what you're more prone to be like like if you're more prone to be selfless if you're more prone to be kind and serving if you're more prone to be like aggressive and protective if you're more kind to be like an intellectual anyway there's different different um <coughs> groups of people so they take a test and then what happens well then then they are technically free to choose but most people choose um what the test says and most people choose actually what what clan they were raised in so um if you were part of like the selfless clan and raised t- that you have things very simple and you're um, not self-important, but you care about other people's needs first. Um, if you're raised in that, most likely you're just going to stay in that clan because that's what you were used to and taught. But then there are some people that change their groups, um, but it's not real common. Most so people overall, choose. what kind of, what would you describe the movie? Is it unique or is it got a... Is it different than other movies? I think it's I think it's a little unique, but it's um, look at that big jet. There's a big jet going. Yeah, over it's weird because you can just see the body. You don't see the wings. Oh, can you see the wings? Well, it disappeared right now into a cloud. Yeah, that's still oh, weird. They haven't so found that one. Recommend the movie or what? Yeah, you're not I. Putting it over here when I talk. Yeah, because you're loud. You just have to go move it with your hand. Do you? Um. Yeah, I. Th- I would recommend the movie. Um, it's it's something that you could take your teenage kids to, and because it was a series written for kids, and you know it's not overly racy or gory, even though there's some violence. It might not be good for real small children, but I think it was PG thirteen, so, so that's probably. Will I like it? Well. I think overall you would like it, but there's a few parts you would here, close. Here, put the blank over here. You would close. Will your I eyes. like it? 
There's a few parts you won't like because they have um, a lot of height situations and you don't like heights, you know, things that are really high up. I do not. But um, but I think it was really well made and I, I liked it. But I already read the book and so I was already a fan before I even went to it. So, yeah. Well, I watched Wonder Woman last night. Oh, I'm sure. You did too, but you fell asleep. Yeah, I did. I started snoring, didn't I? All the world is waiting for you. So And the power you possess. This one has her younger sister in it. So why is why does Wonder Woman have a strapless gown and her younger sister has has like a bathing suit top I know why. with straps? I don't know if I want to know why. Well, I do know, though, why. Okay. Number one, the the younger sister is only supposed to be 15, so they get in trouble if they had too, too revealing. Right. And second, um, obvious reasons. Oh. You know, this is kind of funny, but growing up, you know how, how if things are too revealing, people call them risque? For some reason, my family called them risky. Instead of risque. I guess you didn't have any French in you. I no, actually we do. Fifteen generations. Risque. French aristocracy. <laughs> Somewhere back there. Way, way back there. So, um, yeah, that I think we would give it like a four point five stars for divergent. If you like it you know, it was way, way better than anything on the sci fi channel. Like Way better than any sci-fi original movie, <laughs> which would get about a 1.5 stars from me. You know what I'm excited about? What? Jim Henson's Creature Shop is premiering next week. And what is that? I don't know exactly what it is, but I think that people make Muppets. Okay. Or something like that. Anyway, it's on the sci-fi channel and has to do with Jim Henson and... So a little bit like I don't know if it's like face off or like not. Like the face off where they're doing monster makeup, I don't but know. they're like I don't know. making maybe very cute little I don't, monsters. I don't know. Like super grover. I'm just looking forward to it because of Jim Henson. I'm not very good at Muppet voices, but I used to try to do Grover's voice when I read Super Grover to the kids when they were little. Super Grover. How's that? You're stretching it now. I know. I'm not very talented. This is what's, it's because we're in the backyard. You're not concentrating. Oh, I'm just really enjoying. I'm getting some vitamin D for the first time in months. All right. We don't get sunshine a lot here. No, we get rain. Liquid sunshine. I don't know about that. Yeah, but we didn't have all the snow that, I guess some there's places in the Midwest and back east that still have tons of snow. We we got snow for, what, a couple days? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. We did have some really cold weather, though. <coughs> we got down in the teens for a week or two. But, yeah, usually we don't usually even get weather down into the teens in the winter. We did this winter, though. But now it's pretty nice. So you wanted to talk. Well, no, I have something else i got to say. Oh, okay. So this week we're going to be recording not only this podcast, but we have another podcast that we're on. Oh, the, are we doing the Treks and Sci-Fi one? We are. What's our subject? We're going to be reviewing the Next Generation episode, The Child. 
Oh, yeah, because you asked me what one of my favorite episodes was. I like that one. And so that's the one we're going to be watching together and talking about. Yes. So you better bone up on your next generation factoids. Yep. Good. Good. Um, I I like Next Generation more than the old the original series Star Trek. Star Trek. The original series was rather um, really bad B sci-fi. Last night we watched the one um, where they go down to the planet, and it's like gladiators except they fight on TV, and uh, and they have like Mars uh, toothpaste and Jupiter's different things. Oh, is that the one where they had the sun shine or sun? Sun worshippers. Sun worshippers, and they were actually worshiping the Son of God, kind of AKA Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I really wasn't paying attention. I think I was sleeping most of the way through that, too. That's that, the only Star Trek I've ever seen that had something about. Oh, there's been lots of references to Christianity in the Bible in Star Trek. Um, not necessarily Christianity, but to the Bible. I mean, there's lots of references to the Garden of Eden and stuff like that in Star Trek. Sure. Didn't even Spock have like a (coughs) picture or something of the garden? Of course, that didn't really make sense since his character was Vulcan. But in real life, both William Shatner and, um, Leonard Leonard Norm... Yeah, that guy. Nennard Lemoy. Both of them um, have Jewish backgrounds, so they were probably raised with the Torah or the the Old Testament. And um, so, yeah. You're just rambling now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Um, after these messages from the Anomaly podcast and maybe even the Rusted Robot podcast. I'm not sure. I've got promos around here somewhere for people. Oh, and the, I got a brand new, I did this really cool promo for our buddies, Wayne and Troy. Okay. For the Under the Dome uh, radio podcast. So is that starting up again soon? Yeah, the show comes back on here pretty soon. And I did uh, Troy and Wayne, Troy, um, how do you say your last name, Troy? I always say it wrong. Do you know what it is? Well, Wayne Henderson is his his partner in crime, and they do the Under the Dome radio podcast, along with other podcasts that they do. But this podcast in particular, they wrote a promo for it, and it uses uh, radio DJ um, and different parody songs that go along with Under the Dome. Hmm. And so I was able to do that for them. They were very nice and uh, purchased my services, and I made them a cool promo, and I'm going to play it for you. Cool. So there'll be some good ones here. I think you'll really enjoy it. Awesome. And then we'll be back to talk about our subject. Thanks, everybody. See you in a minute. The radio station in Chester's Mill may have burned down, but you can still hear hits like... And they're still having fun. Chester's Mill's the one. And... Splish, splash, the egg was taking a bath deep below a methane-filled lake. All thanks to Under the Dome Radio. This summer, Troy and Wayne return to discuss what happened when we were blinded by the light. Wrapped up in the noose as the dome it turned to white. Blinded by the light. Holding on to a left. 
remember as the dome it turned to white. Be sure to set the dial of your podcasting app to Under the Dome Radio and keep the propane donations flowing at Under the Dome Radio. A proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Do you experience bouts of geekdom? If so, Anomaly may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's convention reports, cosplay topics, and commentary on Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and other sci-fi fantasy genres provided a feeling of fullness while promoting optimal geekiness. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. Learn more at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Anomaly. Your prescription for geek entertainment. We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's the bog. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh my. Rusted robots. All right, we're back. And um, just really appreciate our fellow podcasters and there's so many of them we don't you know we stopped playing promos when i got my new system because i didn't know how to play them okay and now i know how to play them and then i've gotten out of the habit of putting them in so we need to probably put more back in because we have such really cool friends that do podcasting and and i apologize i've been so busy lately with work i haven't been able to keep up with all the podcasts i want to every once in a while i get to listen uh when i'm working on a website i'll listen to three or four episodes of different people in a row, you know, and that's kind of the way I have to do it at this point, but I do miss listening every week to everybody. So, well, at least I got a bunch of entertainment lined up. Yeah. I, I lost a bunch of my podcasts when they changed my phones, but, um, I have a bunch on Stitcher I listen to and a few that I still listen to on iTunes that I don't know that they have on Stitcher. So, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you to all our fellow podcasters. We really appreciate you. And we really appreciate when you play our promos. We just got a really nice um, support thing and uh, and a note from our friend Greg Blanchard that does the Inappropriate Conversation podcast. Mm-hmm. And he said that a couple of people are actually uh, heard about our podcast on his and started listening to us. And I just wanted to say thank you. Again, to all of our podcast friends that play our promo, because that's really neat when, you know, when people can get to, I know a lot of people started listening to the Rusted Robot podcast after we talked about it and, you know, various other people will play different things and then they'll, 
they'll go and listen to other people's podcasts because it sounds like something they'd really enjoy. And that's the whole reason behind doing the cross-pollination with the promos. Yeah, because, you know, most po podcasters are like us. It's something that that they do on the side, you know, and most people that are podcasters don't have um, any marketing budget. So it's, yeah. it's, it's basically word of mouth. So thanks, everybody. That's Jade. Say hi. Say hi. She tried to jump on me. Yeah. I tried to knock so that she thought someone was at the door. It doesn't but... work. We're outside. Oh. We're outside sitting in the backyard. What are we going to knock on? <laughs> I don't know. The plastic chair doesn't work. <laughs> well, anyway, we really appreciate everybody. And uh, thank you so much for playing our promo. And thanks to all those that are still listening, even though this is probably the most boring podcast you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> Maybe. So, Akira, I was going to ask you some questions since we're sitting out in the garden. Um, because we've found, uh, we've had a lot of people will say, wow, we really like your flowers and we really like your garden and stuff. It's just beautiful. And they, you know, they want to know how we keep things alive because they kill things and all this jazz. But we learned something here a few years ago that really has changed the way that we do our gardening. And, and what was the main thing that you learned? I, I was reading in just a gardening magazine one time and I've heard a similar saying but in a different way but this gardening magazine I can't remember which one it was now but it said that 90 cents out of every dollar that you put into your garden should go into your soil and it makes sense when you think about it because out of the soil is where your plants get the nutrients and the the wherewithal to grow and if you don't have good soil if you have you know like clay soil that won't drain or if you have such rocky soil that there isn't really any nutrients in there or um you know there could be a lot of different factors a good soil should drain well should have lots of organic material in it um you know, maybe some compost or, you know, composted manure, leaves, all kinds of, you know, things that have been broken down but have, you know, life in them. And um, so so um, I started investing a little bit more in into good composts or... Um, you know, if I'm doing flowers, I will use like Miracle Grow that has some of the synthetic stuff in it. I've tried to use with the vegetables, try to go with organic compost. Um, and we picked up uh, when we we're down in Portland a few weeks ago with some of my girlfriends. I found a free compost bin, so we put it in the back of our van. And, and I'm going to try making my own compost and not having to buy it. It doesn't that you it isn't that you have to spend an awful lot of money on compost, even though it can cost a lot. But the main thing is that you know you work on building up your soil, and even grass clippings um, can add nitrogen back into your soil and. You sprinkle those on and work them in or use them as a mulch and it'll <coughs> kind of break down and feed the soil. Um, leaves, leaves in the fall, spread those on your, your garden and, and as they break down, they'll add nutrients to your soil. So it doesn't have to cost a lot, but the main principle of it is is that you got to work the soil. you got to make it have 
life in it or else your plants aren't going to do very well. So the healthier then that the soil is, the better the plants grow. Definitely. And then, of course, there's water and <gasps> sunlight are factors, too. You know, but generally in our area, water isn't that big of a problem. Our problem here in the northwest, out by the coast, is it rains so much that a lot of our things do better in raised beds compared to down the ground. Our, our water level so high that things can kind of rot because they're too wet. And so we're going more towards growing things um, in raised beds so that they're not sitting in water. Because um, we have too much water. Now, if you're in a, a different part of the country, you probably have the opposite problem. <laughs> and you have to irrigate all the time and, you know, and try to figure out a way to keep things moist. Um, that's generally not our problem here. No, in fact, what was it a couple of years ago or was it last year that our roses got all these black spots on them and it was a fungus from being too moist yeah if it's too cold one year we replanted my sweet peas about two or three times because it was rainy and cold clear all the way up through june and so i would plant them and they just it was too cold and wet for them to, to survive they would rot um, last year and this year i started my sweet peas inside and then transplanted them and that seems to be a good call for us because it gives them a good start in the warm house and then I'll transplant them outside when it... So I was going to take a picture while you are talking. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying. Why don't I hold the mic? No, I'll be fine. <coughs> there we go. See, we're in our backyard. I wish we had our dog right there. But... Hi, everybody. I'm smiling, so I can't talk. We'll see. Oh, sorry. We're supposed to be talking. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So, you do all this work, and then you then what are, do the seeds have to be good, or what's the deal? Yeah. Um, personally, I'm trying to get away from genetically modified seeds, where they or in other words, GMO. Yeah, because they, they're putting in um, pesticides, like things, or they're, they're, they're splicing in genes from other things. And I just think it, it loses a lot of the original God-given food value and intent when they're, when they're all manipulated like that. And now, I wouldn't mind doing some GMO flowers. Well, and we probably do because I don't personally worry about the flowers as much. Because we don't eat them. Yeah, even though some of our flowers are edible. Like, <coughs> not that I really like them, but pansies are edible. Roses are even edible. But um, I don't think they taste good. So. Deer, the deer love roses. Yeah. Dandelions are edible too, but meh. Yeah. Well, okay, so you got to have a decent soil and then... You put the okay seeds in the ground. Then you have to water and you have to give them opportunity to get sunshine, right? Yeah, and you have to protect them too because like right now I have um, garden peas and sweet peas, the flower peas, if that makes sense. Flowering peas and eating peas. 
um, that I put out early. And because I put them out so early, I have them covered with plastic, mm -hmm. some clear plastic, so that because um, we're still getting some frost. So it's it's a little bit early. I'm kind of just a maniac, crazy gardening person. So I um, have them out early, but if you do that, you have to have some kind of cold frame to protect them. And so we have plastic over them. Got it. Okay, so my point of this whole subject was to talk a little bit about we we have a lot of friends that um, that go through life like we do, and there are times in our life when we if we equate our lives to the soil, our you know our our life, uh, we have a lot of times that that I've felt dry or not a lot of rain, not a lot of nutrients going in, and and uh, Jesus, I remember one time was talking to his disciples, and he was walking through this area, and he looked over at this tree, and um, basically he said, you know, a good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit, or no fruit, or no fruit at all. And um, he was referring, you know, he he was giving them, uh, he was comparing lot the lives of people. It wasn't he, sure he was talking about the tree they were seeing in front of him, but he was basically telling them, though, hey, look at, you know, it's up to us to, you know, cultivate the soil in our lives so that we can, uh, you know, bear good fruit. So my thought was. Uh, some of the things that make soil um, non-nutrient rich is is like what you, what what is the why does the ground get nutrients out of it? Well, just over time, um, the rain can wash out um, the nitrogen in the soil, or it can be absorbed by the plants. Or, um, so you could use uh, you could use soil to the point where you need to refresh it. Yeah, and it's really interesting because you know I I try to go through the Bible every year and the daily audio Bible that I listen to, where it goes through the Bible in a year. It, in the Old Testament, it was command it was a commandment to the Jewish people that every seventh year, they were supposed to leave their fields. Um, unused they, so like like if you had an orchard every seven years you weren't supposed to pick the fruit you weren't supposed to do anything to it um or a vineyard or a garden um you're supposed to and and the reason why is if you overwork a soil it it can just lose everything you know lose all of its value in the south um after i think it was after the Civil War, the South was um, kind of decimated, and <coughs> and they had overworked their soil, overplanted it, and and they they had crops like tobacco and, and cotton, which took all the nitrogen out of the soil and depleted the soil. And isn't that when they came up with fertilizer? Well, that's when um, a wonderful. Christian man named George Washington Carver noticed when he was a young boy that you know a lot of times the tomatoes or different things would sprout up in the in the trash heaps where they threw basically what we would call compost now where you'd have like your kitchen scraps and stuff right. and they would throw it in this this heap away from the kitchen and um, 
he noticed how those little bits of kitchen scraps, how how like if it had a tomato seed or something, it would sprout and grow really well there. And so he came up with the idea of, you know, using compost and stuff to enrich your garden. And, and they came up with the idea of planting like peas and legumes and things as cover crops in between that would actually, peanuts, that would put nitrogen back into the soil. Okay, so let's equate this to our lives. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can go through stuff that we don't quite understand why we're going through it or we can get go through a rough time. Could, in fact, those rough times be times when uh, it's like compost in our lives to, you know, to enrich the soil? Because, I mean, if everything was just hunky-dory all the time, we would never have any skills to overcome things. Maybe that is that is something in our life that enriches our soil instead of looking at it like, this is going to destroy me. Perhaps you, we could look at it as if, if I take care of myself through this, perhaps this will enrich my soil. I think so. I, I remember one time when we were going through a rough time, I, you know, I kind of felt like, boy, I feel like I'm just in the valley. Like I'm down deep in the valley and I'm not feeling that, that mountaintop high. I'm feeling like pretty low. And then I thought, you know, I grew up in a valley <laughs> and the Willapaw Valley and and the river basin area there and, and that's where all the cattle are and what do the cattle do? They go poop. <laughs> and and those valley areas are some of the most fertile areas because that's where all the cow poop is. <laughs> and I know this is kinda not in this is maybe inappropriate, but it it kinda cheered me up and I thought, Well yeah, I might be in a valley but the valley is a very fertile place where I can really start to grow from here. <laughs> so I guess if we if we feel like we're stuck in a rut and our life isn't growing very much, there's not a lot growing in it, <coughs> then perhaps we need to look at our soil and what we're what we're putting into our soil. Now we naturally have you know rough stuff happen to us, but what are some things we can we can do to enrich our soil of our lives that we might have more fruit? Um, I think there's a lot of different things that we could do, but um, off the top of your head, what do you, what do you think would enrich somebody's life if they feel like they're in a rut or if they're just they haven't had any fruit in their life for a long time and they're kind of dry and barren? What what would you suggest to do to cultivate that soil in their lives? Well, I would suggest getting advice from other gardeners, um, like if if you notice that your garden isn't being real productive, look at someone around you that is showing some good fruit in their lives and, and ask them, well, what do you do? You know, and maybe they might say, well, you know, I try to make sure that I take care of my, my like body. I exercise or I, I yeah. eat right or I... Yeah, or maybe I make sure I have some quiet time every day before I run out of the house or maybe I make sure that that I you know, read some things that, that, or listen to things, music or things that. Or like scripture and stuff. Yeah. Build up, builds up my spirit and my soul so that I don't feel drained all the time. And. Well, and don't you think that, that, um, a lot of times we get, you know, we don't even realize that we're not producing a lot of fruit until we get desperate. And then we're like, wait, how did I get here? And it's what's so nice about that, though, is that it only takes a few moments to 
to put into effect some things that will help us down the road. And uh, a lot of times we didn't even, if we don't realize it, there, you know, half the battle is realizing, oh, wait a minute, my soil's not very good right now. I need to start putting things in my life that help me. And I love that idea of finding people that are doing what you know is right or you, th you know, you see fruit in their lives. You know, surround yourself with people like that so that you can glean not only from them, but you can learn. Because I think learning is a, a really important thing, too. What are some other ways that people can uh, can uh, cultivate their soil? Well, like I said earlier, I know we all, a lot of us have really busy lives. We're working. We're doing things with our families. And so um, find some ways to feed your spirit and feed your soul Um even on the go, because our lives are just too busy. And so I know... Yeah, but you know, with technology now, there's a lot of ways that we can we can be okay. You know, I mean, we can, we can uh, you know, infuse our life with something that's good for us. Well, I know a lot of people will get um, devotionals or, or different things that come in their email or um, Facebook feeds. Um, What's, what do you mean by devotional? Well, what does that mean? Like, uh, back when I was a kid, um, a lot of pe people read um, a little book called My da Our Daily Bread, and it would have, like, a scripture. They still have that. Mm-hmm. The doctor's office that I work at, um, they have those in all the rooms. Um, and, you know, usually I'll have a, a scripture, and I might have a little story, a little life application, a little meditation on you know, something to think about that day to help it apply a little focal point, to help it apply it to your life or to think about. Um, you know, and, and I know that that um, church isn't always the end all to everything, but I know today um, when we went to church, there was a really good message about about being a mature Christian. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is how to grow and to mature. So we're not like whiny babies all the time saying me, 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 but we're growing. Change my diaper, change my diaper. Yeah, but we're growing to the point that it's not all about us that we realize that we're, you know, we're well fed, but now we can go out and feed other people that, that, you know, we're growing, we're maturing. And one of the things that I came out of church today uh, with was the idea that a mature believer is someone that is able to look past things that we disagree about and try to live at peace with everyone and to be kind to everyone even if you don't always agree with them but to to um I'm not exactly sure if I'm putting it the right way the way he did but it was a really good message about living at peace with other people not getting off I remember we talked about this I think last week in our podcast how my grandpa had had told us just two days before he died you know don't get off on this doctrine or that doctrine or or this or that but keep your eyes on Jesus and I think a mature person someone who's had some growth in their life isn't going to try to divide people, but we'll try to find common ground, try to encourage each other and support one another. And, um, you know, I'm not sure that 
that we're 100% there, but hopefully we're going to get more there <laughs> all the time. That would make sense. Well, I, I just know that there are times in our lives, and we all go through this. So anybody listening, you may have never heard it put this way, but there are times in our life when our soil gets depleted, our lives are lacking, and we feel like we're going 100 miles an hour, and we're just we're, we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And there are times when we need to start thinking about how do I take care of myself in a way that I can be a blessing to other people because that's really the key. And once we start to realize that, you know, our bodies are, are, um, are, or our lives are so much more than just, just an existence. There's so much more to us. And if we cultivate our soil, then we're going to have fruit in our life that, that will be a, not only a blessing to those people around us, but also help us. You know, I mean, the, like I've said before many times, the water boy never goes thirsty. You know, when I was the, the manager of the football team in junior high, um, I fed all the guys Gatorade and water and stuff. And guess what? I was the one sitting next to the container full of the Gatorade and water. I could have some anytime I wanted it. And the same with, in our lives, if we if we will cultivate, you know, start working on things in our own life as far as feeding ourselves things that um, will help us and will, uh, you know, encourage us, then we can also, we start to bear fruit and then we can not only help others, but we also will have our needs met too. So that's kind of what the whole message was going to be about. And that's what it is. So there you go. So uh, we recommend highly that, um, that you sit down and just think about your life or wherever you're at right now, just evaluate for a moment. Now, what am I doing to feed myself and in all areas, you know, what am I doing? Make it count and, you know, look for things that will encourage your heart and encourage your spirit and, uh, you know, get yourself to a place where, um, you know, you're you're more open to helping people than being selfish. And, well, I'll tell you what, it'll make a difference. And it may be the very thing you need right now. I don't know. I think that's good. Yeah. So there you go. That's our exciting spiritual message for the day. <laughs> and to me, I know this sounds funny, but I'm looking forward to playing in the dirt the rest of the day till it gets dark. Me too. I got a mud pit. We're going to mud wrestle. No. Um, but. In this corner weighing. I won't say what I weigh. No. Um, what I was going to say. Ricky Ricardo. What I was going to say. I grabbed the mic. Is that to me, you know, going out in the garden and gardening kind of reminds me of our creator. And it helped. I feel it's a very spiritual thing and a very peaceful thing. It brings peace to my soul to put around the garden. But, um, you know, not everyone has the opportunity to garden, but there are lots of things that you can do to take a nature walk or, you know, just get outside and have some good fresh air and and think about God and meditate on how good he is and his wonderful creation. Good job, dear. So go ahead and give a spiel. Okay, we love to hear from you. Yeah, um, you can pray for me. Just a second. We love to hear from you. Please contact us at rick at takenwithyou.com or amy at takenwithyou.com. Um, you can also get a hold of us at our Facebook pages, um, rick.moyer. Uh, that's facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. Mm-hmm. 
And if you wanted to help uh, donate to the podcast, that would help a lot. Uh, we got a really nice donation today. That was very nice. And um, that would be really cool. If you go to our website, takingwithyou.com, there's a PayPal button. You can donate there. Um, every little bit helps, and we sure appreciate that. Thank you to all of you. We've got a few people that give every month, and it's such a blessing to us. So thank you for that. Now, what am I doing? Pray. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for this great day. And uh, thank you, God, that you care about us enough to want our soil to be nutrient-rich. So help us, God, to fill our minds and our hearts with things that would glorify you and that would um, enhance our humanity that we might be more like you and that we might help people and that we might have fruit in our lives. God, I pray for every person that's feeling a little desperate, maybe like their soil is uh, is lacking. I pray, God, that you would uh, give them a plan and some wisdom to start enriching their soils, that they might be everything that you call them to be. Thank you again for all those that listen, and we really appreciate every single one of them. Bless them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a Moira Multimedia production. LLC. LLC production. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Direct from the backyard, it's the Moyer clan family. Whoever. God bless you guys. Look at our dog. She's sacked out on the grass. With her bone next to her. Her rubber red bone. The rubber red bone. Red rubber bone. That'd be a cool name for rubber red bone. <laughs> we disturbed her. All right. Have a great week, y'all. Yeah, y'all. You won't.